Friday, Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Thinking Project. Before I introduce my next guest, please make sure that you're following the podmunity. So uh, Dre Rockus podcast, you can check out his website, allrock.com. Uh, the Other Side of the Beehive, The Young OGs, The 27th Hour Podcast, The Will Wonder Podcast, and of course, yours truly, The Thinking Project. So follow me on daltonkjensen.com and stay up to date with everything that's going on. Uh, follow me on Instagram, the Facebook group, because that's where we go live. Like this interview today was streamed live. Uh, so you can catch those, uh, you know, a couple weeks before everybody else, if you're, if you're following me. Um, but without further ado, let me introduce Jack Goodwin. He's been a really good friend of mine. He We uh, served in LDS Mission together, and uh, he's now a realtor in Texas, uh, learning a lot about that. He, he gave us some insight into the crazy housing market. And uh, a lot of great insight just into sales and and what it means to be in sales and in life. And, you know, one of my biggest things is the things that make you successful in business also make you successful in life and vice versa. So we got to talk a lot about that. So please welcome Jack Goodwin and uh, make sure you're subscribed and you guys will not want to miss this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Bro, I, love I was just about to talk to you about living in Texas. Oh, How yeah. long you were? You're from Texas. Yes, sir. Born and raised. So you're just so you're just home right now. You're just at uh, home, bro. I'm at home. <laughs> I'm home. Bro. Can, can never get away. Yeah, dude, that's true. Well, I mean. I don't know what that's like. I never went back. I went back to Iowa for a minute when I was, when I got off, off our mission. And, uh, then I, then I just came straight back to Utah and got to work, bro. How but, long uh, you but there were you there your whole life before your mission or? So Iowa, that's where I was there. That's where I was the longest. Okay. Yeah, dude. And it was, uh, that's where I was the longest and it was crazy. It was good for it served its purpose in my life, but you know, th- then then it got going. But um, then then we just moved on. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, yeah, dude, it's it's bonkers, it's, it's bananas. But let me ask you: so, how long? Um, you're in real estate now. I am, dude. Good for you. What's uh? So what what's what's going on in the real estate, bro, bro? Let's talk about the big question first. Let's just dive right into this, bro. What the feezy is going on in the real estate world right now, bro? Because it, it seems like it's everywhere, dude. People it is. are paying over, over, over asking for everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's crazy right now. Um, I guess it depends on the person, uh, whoever you're working with. Some people are different, um, different circumstances, different needs. Um, but one thing that I've been noticing the most, cause I work with a lot of investors, people who buy these oh. and they'll, you know, they'll rent them out, um, to tenants or they'll flip them. And what I've been noticing is we've been putting offers in, we've been getting outbid by, um, like LLCs, like, like companies and, oh, um, wow. you know, other investors, but it's, it's not like it's a competitive offer. It's just, it's way above asking price. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if you know who Grant Corday is. Billionaire. Grant really Corday? 
Yeah. No, He's, Cardone. Yeah. Cardone, sorry, my bad. Cardone, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally know yeah. Grant Cardone. Absolutely. So he's been actually saying, and I follow him a lot, um, this is the first time in our country's history where investors are outbidding home buyers for residential properties. Wow. Isn't that it's the first time in our country's history where investors, like companies, uh, just... Yeah, flippers, whatever. Outbidding home buyers in residential areas. This has never happened before. So, I mean... It's one of those well, things kind of just like, okay, well, you know, like seeing what's happening and just like trying to figure out, well, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, you know, cause there's, there's so many ways to utilize real estate. So it's just interesting to see that happen. It's very interesting to see that happen, especially because I hadn't heard that before. I hadn't heard that real estate investors were outbidding homeowners that kind but now that i think about it it makes sense because i mean typically if you were an investor you wanted to find a good deal on a property you wanted to buy you know if you wanted to rent out a property maybe you bought a fixer upper for cheap or like maybe you bought a quick quick sell or or a short wow. sell or something like that um and then you kind of went there so you're always kind of looking for a deal but you're saying that it's the opposite why do you think it's the opposite I think there's a lot of factors and um, I don't know. This is kind of cool. We're going to start getting into my opinion. And I mean, like, this is my yeah, opinion, go ahead, oh, yeah, um, who cares, but yeah. So <laughs> I think me personally, that the value of the U S dollar and just money in general is going down. And I, and, you know, politics aside, I don't want to get into politics, but inflation is definitely, you know, on the rise, gas is going up, food is going up, wood, I mean, construction materials going up. Yeah. I mean, every, prices are going up everywhere. And, <clears throat> and then you have cryptocurrencies, like what is cryptocurrency? I mean, that's a whole conversation. And you, you know, just yeah, it's like, well, where are you going to put your money? Are you going to put your money into assets? Or are you going to just hang on to your cash? You know, it's whilst it's going down in value. So you're going to start buying something that's, you know, where its value is going to go up. And honestly, real estate, real estate is a huge, it's probably one of the best investments you can make. I mean, to invest sure. in real estate, um, to be able to have that asset, to be able to literally oh, yeah. have, to live in, you know, your savings, your, your, your savings account. Um, I think it's a smart move for investors, especially in this crazy world, to be able to invest <laughs> in residential homes. Um, yeah. I mean, like, who's going to tell them, no, you can't do this. You know, no mm -hmm. one's going to stop them from doing this and they're just going to keep doing it. If they see a return, they're going to keep buying, buying and buying and buying and buying. And they're slowly going to turn America into a renter's nation. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, bro. Cause unfortunately for the middle class, like, well, and you know, and, and maybe not unfortunately, but even if you're not a real estate investor, even if you're not somebody who goes out and buys houses, flips houses, you know, buys commercial apartment buildings, a home like real estate is still the the number one way to just build wealth as like a middle class American. I mean, I live it. I live it every day. Like um, we we didn't want to go buy a house right now because our situation, you know, we, we don't know how long we're going to live here. And and wow. so. So for our situation, it was better to refinance. And what's crazy about that is 
yeah, I mean, we were able to refinance, take advantage of this inflation, like on the housing market and then pay off a ton of debt. And like, it's benefited us. Like we've been able to start saving and, and doing a bunch of crazy stuff after COVID. Um, so it, so it's scary to hear a nation of renters if you're on the renter side of it, you know? No, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, you're familiar with, uh, rich dad, poor dad. Rob Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you got these, yeah. these corporations, these investors who are just, you know, buying these houses, not necessarily, not necessarily middle class, maybe lower middle class, mm-hmm. um, lower class, buying these $100, or not $100, excuse me, 100K, yeah. you know, properties, fixing them up, putting tenants in there, moving up yeah. to, Know, the suburbs get into the suburbs putting tenants in there and they're you know they're making like a 10 15 percent return on their uh on their investment when it comes to like you know yeah. their monthly return i mean and they they get proved to do it again and again and again and then they're going to create a lane <laughs> they create a lane for more people to do this or i mean I, see i'm one of those guys where i like to i like to focus on trends i like to see trends and uh right. just are doing and then kind of hop on the trend you know and kind of ride it out and then just continue to grow and evolve with you know what society's what they're doing yeah no i mean i mean real estate's been a trend for a long time i mean i remember getting grant cardone's first book on real estate investing i didn't get into real estate investing uh probably because i just didn't really want to that's a lot of that's a lot of time bro it is a lot of time a lot of time like um do you do you have rental properties do you have do you have stuff you're involved with i do so um me personally i don't have a rental property right now which is funny um (laughs) yeah yeah i got my real estate license two years ago okay Um, it kind of sucks but it doesn't mean (laughs) i mean i I got my first real i mean my first year was nice i was learning the ropes you know yeah hustling and grinding, you know, meeting people and trying to, you know, find clients and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden year two comes around and, you know, a lot of realtors are always like, Hey, your second year, you know, you're, that's your best year. You know, that's when you get everything down the fundamentals and you're just going to roll with it. And yeah. I was, I was excited. And then all of a sudden closed, man, the nation was <laughs> closed. And all of a sudden, like I'm out of work, like brick, you know? Yeah. That was that was that was tough, not tricky. Um, but I've been able to help um, multiple people, um, investors. You know, buy, buy rental properties. Even my family, I've been able to help them buy some oh, rental properties and kind of get some experience with with that, um, with how they uh, manage tenants, how they pick their tenants, you know, and yeah, how they you yeah. know, go into the process of buying a fixer upper and hiring contractors and you know getting the job done, yeah. getting that house looking presentable. So. It's been cool to be able to be close to that and see that firsthand um, while growing my business so that, you know, I can do it for myself. So I've been very fortunate on that aspect. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to do it. You know, that's a great way to network. And that that's actually something funny that you mentioned that something that I'm working on right now, which is this idea that like the best way to network and learn about an industry you want to be in is to like go help them. Like, I know, I know we talk about that a lot, you know, like, you know, if you want to be a real estate investor, but, but the approach is like, 
the question's always been, how do you do that? How do you give value to these people when you're not in the industry, when you're not in, like you want to break in, but you don't have any, any experience, right? And, and it's cool that you kind of have been doing this, right? Like, well, you know, I'll help you just buy this house and then you inevitably get to talk to them and get to pick their brain. And when they're in, in this kind of, you know, in this kind of, oh, excuse me, um, like quest to buy this house or this, you know, fixer upper or this flip or this, you know, this rental, you, you know, you get to talk to them about, you know, how they do it and what the best ways are to do it. And you get to see like, you know, Absolutely. and then, and then if you're, you know, if you're a good salesperson, you, you follow up with them and you get to see like who bailed too early and what did they do and who stuck with it and what did they do, you know? And, yeah. uh, and that's the best way to do it, man. It's yeah. a good way to do it. And it's funny too. Cause I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, you see a lot of different personalities. It's to go through like the same process. I mean, you're going through the same process from, you know, submitting the offer to closing. You go through the same steps, inspections, all that, work with the lenders, mm-hmm. all, you know, title escrow, whatever. But the way, you know, certain people are, um, some people are more type, you know, they're more, you know, dominant. They have more dominant personalities. Some people are more mm-hmm. laid back. Some people don't really know what they're doing. Some people don't really need you, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> right. I mean, it teaches you a lot about yourself, yeah. you know, and you, you're able to like internalize and be like, okay, well, how can I best approach the situation and help this person? And, and I feel like that's really what I get the most out of real estate. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. And I love just being able to kind of adapt to, you know, to people's needs and, and be able to relate to them. In, in whatever mm-hmm. aspect it is. And, uh, and that, that, that fuels me and that drives me. And, and it, it kind of gives purpose in a way. And I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, I, I know as I, you know, only continue to do that, you know, it'll, it'll just fuel me. It'll, it'll continue to just, you know, help me, you know, get out of bed and just continue to, you know, grind as I'm sure it is with you, you know, and yeah, I was kind of out there on the grind and you got to find those motivating factors. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, sales is a, so, well, the, the only so I know Grant Cardone because, um, he started out in the cars. He started out in auto sales. Uh, yes. I, yeah. I, I've seen that. Yep. So he's got, so he's got like a ton of stuff for the auto industry. So when I first started in, in auto sales, um, I went to Grant Cardone to learn a lot just because um, dude, he, I mean, he, people don't, that's like OG Grant Cardone. He is like a car guy. That's where he started. Like he's, he just started hustling car deals. And, uh, and so that was, that was a lot of fun to go through his stuff. And then like slowly getting into real estate because he's a, you know, again, like he transitioned into coaching. Then he went into real estate, uh, which was a good, I mean, it's not a bad, like real estate's not a bad move. You just got to really know how to like, like navigate, real estate you know you got to learn you got to know how to like do it's a game. It's a game. freak man yeah man yeah, you know 30 30 years who's your lender um you know is this how where, where is this house at you know and some people just go bananas and there's they start and then there's like yeah and then there's like tons of avenues right there's like there's you know you got your your uh wholesaling where you like never even actually buy the house. You just, you just wholesale this house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it's, it's been, and then there's like ton, ton of ancillary deals outside of it. Like we helped a company who did, um, 
tax liens. They would look up properties with current tax liens on them, buy them for nothing, and then, <laughs> you know, like get these tax liens or whatever, dude. It's bananas, bro. It's bananas. Um, that's, yeah, that's crazy. So, so you, so you're, you're right now, you're mostly working with investors. What did you do before real estate? Or was this your first kind of gig? It's like my first serious gig. Um, yeah, first serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, cool. But it's, it's true. So, I mean, I was in school. Um, and then I, you know, I started thinking like, okay, I've been in school for a while now. <laughs> I'm, sure a lot, I'm sure a lot of people think that, right? They're like, I've been in school for a yeah. while now. What in the hell am I going to do? Right? Like, yeah, I've yeah. about this before. And I was a TA in school. Um, when, when I went to school here, I worked for my, my father. He's an, a small business owner. He's an entrepreneur. He owns a jewelry store. And they used to work for oh, him. And, um, that's why getting into my, you know, getting into real estate, some people were telling me like, you should check that out and, and you should give it a shot. There's a lot of opportunity. So I, you know, I went to real estate school. I got my license and, and I was learning like, yeah, man, there is a lot of opportunity to succeed. And this industry, there's a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. There's no set schedule. So you can kind of have your freedom to kind of just rearrange your schedule and work on what works best for you. Yeah, man. Um, and it can just lead you to do whatever you want to do. Because, man, I changed my major like eight times. <laughs> I couldn't pick one thing. I mean, like just nothing stuck. And um, I just love what this this industry can just provide for for a a person just freedoms. Um, but to answer your question, like what was yeah. I doing before? When you become a realtor, you're not on salary, you're on commission. So, you know, you got to make money to live and that sucks, yeah. you know, you not grow on trees. So you have to make money somehow. So I was working for my dad and um, I was hustling, yeah. you know, delivering food every now and then, you know, door to door, like, yeah, dude, investing in stocks, cryptos, and you know, what the heck, just, you know, buying assets, um, I also sure. started teaching guitar lessons too. Just anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any things just you know generate cash, anything and uh, <laughs> right on, dude. dude, you got you know, that's that's always interesting because you do you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. You have to grind and you gotta hustle, but um whether it's real estate or or any kind of other thing that has to do with sales. Like I think sales provides a lot of freedom for a lot of people. Like it certainly did for me. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, real estate, besides like these real estate and, you know, sales is like the only profession that you can walk into with no money. And depending on where you're at and how they pay, you can leave with a lot of money the next day or the next week. You can, you know, because you it's really about, yeah, dude, it's really about, I don't know, dude, I have a very different view on sales because I've been in it for a really long time. And I've just seen like from my own experiences, like I've just developed a, a way that I sell um, and it works for a lot of people. Um, you know, I just, I always run away from people who say that, you know, this, this is hundred percent foolproof. Um, right. Cause I just don't, you know, I've just never, I've never seen that. And uh, it, but anyway, sales is just one of those things where you can really change your whole future you know, we used to call it in the, in the auto industry. I heard, I had a manager say one time that, uh, it was, it was a way to change your zip code. Oh, you know, that. like, this is, you know, this is like, this is a change your zip code kind of job. 
Yeah. And I was like, shoot, dude, why not? You know, well, change I'll your plate that. number. <laughs> oh, for sure. You have to be self-disciplined. I mean, it yeah. teaches you discipline because if you don't go and, and do it, you know, no, no one's going to, you know, be pulling your arm. There's like, okay, well, I'll go find someone else who will, or like, you're just going to mix out on your own bread. No one's yeah. going to your arm to get you to do it. And, and I think that yeah. speaks volumes about, you know, people who are in sales or who want to get, you know, who want to get in sales. I mean, I would just say like, mm-hmm. you know, find ways to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. I think that it's no accountability is probably the hardest part about sales. Cause yeah. you know, even if you have a sales manager, they're not really holding your hand, but who are some of the people you look up to? You know, you mentioned Grant Cardone, but who are some of the other people you look up to in sales? Who, who are some, you know, maybe books you read, people you yeah. follow. For sure. Um, Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone, he's one Rob Kiyosaki in the rich dad, poor dad series. Uh, sure. Gary V too. I like, I'm a big fan of Gary yeah. V. Um, Trump, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, be controversial, but. That guy, hey, that guy. Have is you one. have you read uh, have you read his book, The Art of the Deal? I have. Yeah, that's a great book. <laughs> it's yeah. a great sales book. All, yeah. all Trump aside, it is a good book, man. And I remember reading it. I was like, uh, I got some stuff. That's a big real estate book, though. That's a good real estate book. Absolutely. I mean, hey, if you politics aside whatever your thoughts are on Trump, but to have your name plastered in gold <laughs> around the country, the world, that's crazy. You have to be yeah, doing something yeah, yeah, yeah. to be able to do that. You have to have some serious sales skills. So, Hey, guys, yeah, I, yeah. 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 I don't think, I don't think, yeah. I mean, he's crazy, dude. He he's crazy, but that book was, that book was fun. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, so, Again, I said I teach guitar lessons. Oh, yeah. I'm a big, I, I love music. I'm a sucker for music. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of people like Tom DeLonge. I don't know if you've heard of him. He is uh, he's Blink-182. Yeah, he's Blink-182's, uh, one of the original founders. Um, I'm yeah. a big fan of him. He, great art, great artist, um, great mm-hmm. musician. Um, <laughs> pop punk, I mean, Pop punk. I grew up listening to him, but what I really liked about him is he, he hated the fame, and he went and he started a small business, uh, a science, technology, and arts um, company, where they helped push um, the conversation of UFOs. And their company is responsible for a lot of the information about UFOs that have been coming out recently. Yeah, no, and, dude, it's, he's bananas, bro. He love he does love UFOs, dude. Yeah. But I, I love that. I mean, like, I love the fact that this guy is a musician, you know, who is, ex, you know, he yeah. exceeds in, in it. And yet he, yeah. he left and he starts his own business. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But there's that depth. I love that range. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's something that's kind of inspired me growing up because my sister and my brother that you know they were always playing in the car when they picked me up so i mean i was exposed to it at a young age and uh-huh. I started, you know being able to dabble in this area and then you know kind of go over here and music and real estate and kind of like well yeah dude i mean that's so when people when people talk about you know one of the big buzzwords right now uh, well and especially with like robert kiyosaki so i'm gonna level with you mm-hmm. all right i am not robert kiyosaki's biggest fan Okay. But 
that doesn't mean he's not a good dude. Like I I always say this, right? Like I never make, I've never knocked someone for making money or like learning because, um, you know, there's just so many good people you can learn from it and you can learn from Robert Kiyosaki for sure. I'm just not his biggest fan. Um, I think that, I think that comes from, um, just like my accounting background. Uh, but anyway, I don't need to get into that because he's a good, he's fine. Like people who read Robert Kiyosaki do great in their life. And if that, and if that is all he wanted, then, and if that's all that ever happened with him, then great, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. I will tell you this. One, no, I feel you. I totally respect it because yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm super opinionated, but I'm super open at the same time. So like, right, right. I'll have a, you know, I'll say some things and, <laughs> uh, and I always listen to what other people have to say. Trust me. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but there is this one thing. There's this one quote from, from him that just really resonated with me because his books were written like what? Yeah. Like, the, like a long time ago. Well, we're just no, at for for right now but it was written like you know in the 90s 90 something i think don't quote me on that mm-hmm. you're but, good dude you're good man. don't worry about it keep going he's like, yeah he's like hey so the smartest investors are the ones that are always open to learning new ideas you know because new ways of making money and growing you know your wealth come up all the time and, you know, to not be closed minded of new ways, you know, of doing things. Even if someone says like, hey, this, you know, don't mess with this over here or, or don't do that or, you know, whatever your passion is or whatever you're kind of interested in, don't let other people say it can't be done because, hey, closed mindedness doesn't really get you that far. And oh, that's something that sure. with me. I love that. That's just that. Yeah. Mind- and those are the things, right? So like, you know, whenever you do that, you read something like that, it's great. Um, we just live in the land of, of Utah where like MLMs are like super prevalent. Right. And so I just, I, and again, like if that, if you make, if you're, if you legitimately make money in an MLM, like, first of all, good for you. You should keep doing what you're doing. Run the well dry. And then I hope you have a backup plan, homie. Because, uh, but anyway, I originally started with this whole thought because, like there's a lot of different ways you can make money. And I think when you talk about like multiple streams of income, like that's a buzzword right now, like, you know, have multiple streams of income, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that, but I've noticed that the, like the successful people that I've been able to talk to on my show and I've been able to meet in person, like their other streams of income are from things that they love. They figured out how to make money off of them. So teaching guitar lessons, like I, you know, I I have my nine to five and by the way, I love my nine to five. Like it's, it's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Um, so, you know, I have that, I have my podcast and I started making a little money off of that because I love it, you know, and then we started, uh, I wanted to find new ways to network, uh, and make money networking. So I, I figured that out. That sounds like a super big MLM pitch, but it's not. (laughs) we're legitimate on that one dude i did i started so i started this idea that i was like hey there's a way that you can make not a ton of money like but you can make a little bit of money networking and it's by doing kind of what i was talking about earlier just offering yourself like you know a lot of real estate agents need bookkeepers right and people think bookkeeping is hard it's not that hard (laughs) you know 
but pe- but what's what's I guess if there was a hard thing about it, the hard thing about it is that it just takes a lot of time. So anyway, you know, I've just noticed that when you're making when you're doing multiple streams of income, like it's back to what you said. It's like people are doing what they love to do and then they're just finding ways to make money off of it. You know, yeah. teaching people, training people. You know, there's a side, you know, side e-commerce gig or something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, like, do you know how many kids grow up or, I mean, you know, people are in school and they're undecided on their major. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know and oh, they're kind yeah. of forced to pick one and, you know, they, well, they pick the wrong one and they pursue it. And, but they, they're doing all their work and they're like, ah, oh, this sucks. And then they go home and like, they play the guitar, they play video games or whatever it is. You know, I mean, like, yeah, they take pictures, they're, you know, they're, they're artists and yeah. they're doing it but they're not learning you know like hey you can freelance your art and like sell to museums or you know like things that you can do yeah. or like hired by companies to you know create content for them or or mm-hmm. twitter I mean, you know what i'm saying like it's yeah there's there's so, there's, many, there's so many ways to just so many ways to make money so many good ways to make money i learned in the car business that there's a phrase in the car business that goes there's an ass for every seat and that phrase means to me that like whatever you got going on, somebody will pay you for in some way or another. Like yeah. there's an ass for every seat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that. I've heard something <laughs> similar to uh, in real estate. It's, it's, it's the same thing, but they're like, it's, right. it's like, you know, you're fishing on Lake Michigan. There's all these realtors in town and we're all fishing on Lake Michigan. You know, it's a huge yeah. lake. There's plenty of fish to go around for everyone. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the first the the first way to fail in sales before you even start is like with that scarcity mindset. It's just like there's too many people here. You know, this is like oversaturated. Nobody's buying a house right now. It's a lie, dude. Like they're like. I mean, this is. I don't think the. Here's why I don't think the bubble bursts. I, I, there might be a correction. I don't know, dude. I'm not a forecaster, but here's why I don't think there's a crash coming is because, dude, this is, this is economics 101. This is supply and demand, dude. Like right. the, you know, there's a, the, so I'm just throwing a lot of these out, out here today, but um, you know, we learned in accounting and in car sales. Uh, it was funny. There was a lot of correlations when I was going to school, but one of the big ones was like, the, the book value that matters the most is a checkbook, right? Yeah. Like and something is only, is only worth as much as someone will pay for it, right? Yep. And sometimes first money is best money. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, like that's what I think. That's what I think. Absolutely. And I, I noticed what you said um, before you were talking about, you know, mindset, how it's all about mindset. Mm-hmm. I think another thing too, um, when you're, t- when you're trying to start up your own business or just, you know, in the grind, you know, of everyday life, mm-hmm. forming and keeping good habits, like daily habits, um, to help keep your mind in check because that'll, that'll hold you back. I mean, it's tough. I don't know about you, um, but I've been, I've gotten recently into the habit of meditating. Um, yeah, Dave. Oh man. That's been huge, huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just 
Whereas before, you know, you just have so many thoughts like just that are constantly just going everywhere. Like, okay, like, you know, I haven't, you know, made a sell yet and like freaking <laughs> out or whatever, like, cause that, Hey, that's all my money. And then like you start that thought will take you to so many places. And it's just the same thing with, with whatever your relationship mm-hmm. status, your social status, um, everything. And being yeah, able to, yeah. And being able to just like take 10, 15 minutes out of your day to be able to just train you know, your mind, good habits on how to just breathe and just focus in on, on nothing essentially. So you can just let, you know, (laughs) everything just flow. You can feel it and you can just let it go. Yeah, dude. Well, sales is like, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I trained sales guys, um, you know, and I still train salespeople all the time. And the hardest thing to get to people is like your mind, because to a customer, to, to somebody who uh, is going to buy from you, there's no difference in their brain, like the chemistry in their brain, right? There's no difference between like you having a bad day right. and commission breath, right? So right. That's, what I, that's what I call it. I call it commission breath. It's like, okay. you, so okay. you, you know, yeah, you haven't made a sale in a long time. And you're, and you're, so now you're selling desperate if you don't know how to control, excuse me, if you don't know how to manage your emotions. And so you, you know, so you're like just trying anything to sell this deal, to get this deal. And, right. uh, and, and it, it, it's legitimate on our end. Like I haven't sold a car or I haven't sold a house. So I'll literally try to do anything I can. But to yeah. them, it sounds like it sounds, it smells like commission breath. It sounds like you're desperate. And they don't know why. And so that ter- immediately turns them off. And uh, it's a tough one, dude. So you really got to keep your mind in check. You really got to like go through those practices to like make sure that you're not, you know, you're not desperate, that you can let this go. And when you start to let things go, it's this paradox of control that as you start to let things go, more things come in, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. For I mean, sure. regardless of the profession you're in, too, I mean, like if you're, if you're working and it's stressful, I mean, and it's getting to you, you don't want to bring that home. You know what I'm saying? You don't want, oh, yeah. you want that against your personal life. You want kind of want to keep it yeah. separate. Yeah. And, well, and, yeah. and here's the, here's the crazy thing about what that I learned in sales. And I always got flack for this. Right. And I especially got flack for it when I was teaching it to my sales guys. Yeah. I was like, my, my life in sales change, my life in sales changed when I realized when I, when I, figured out that like nobody cares. Yes. That's exactly what I I was thinking. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like no one cares, bro. Like, and it's not their fault. Like they're not supposed to care. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have, like we all have like, just because you're having a bad day means that I should pay five grand over. Like, no dude, most of the time, you know what I'm saying? We don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like, no, yeah, they're not supposed to care. They don't care. And it's not like a malicious thing that they're like seeking to not, that I'm seeking not to care about you. But like everybody is so focused on themselves that they don't have time, dude. Like I don't have time. And it's not their fault. But once you realize that like they don't care, they can't care, they're too focused on themselves, like you've just got to figure this out. Life, Life starts to change, bro. Life starts to life starts to change, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That mind that mindset can make the yeah, whole man. 
difference, the whole difference. Yeah, really. dude. Yeah, dude, absolutely. So, well, that's cool, man. So what are your plans, bro? Are you going to stay in the uh, real estate industry as long as you can? Are you going to try to, you're just going to lead somewhere? Well, what's going on? Absolutely. So, well, I mean, I'll probably always have my real estate license. That's a know, good thing I mean, to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great knowledge to have, you know, the process of buying and selling homes. And I'll probably, I mean, I don't want to be a realtor forever. I really want to just get into investing in real estate and owning a bunch of properties, rental properties, yeah, starting with you, rental, working up to, you know, multi, multi-complex apartment complexes, commercial buildings. Yeah. Just create that, you know, that cash flow and then get into, you know, whatever it is that I want at the time. stuff, You know, travel. Uh, I love reading, so I might dabble in trying to write something. You know, <laughs> me. I, I'm, I'm so indecisive when it comes to what I want to do. But what uh, I totally want, though, is just to create that system, that financial system that can just provide that kind of lifestyle for me and you know, the people under my wing. Yeah, man. No, it's a really good plan. And you know what, dude? Here's the cool thing is like, just like, like people change their majors. Like it's so crazy how when you just start following what you want to do and what you like doing, um, things just pop up, you know, like we started. So like in 2020, we started a CBD company, um, that, that, that led to this podcast as as a way to like advertise for the pod as advertise for the CBD company. Uh, cool. Funny enough, the CBD company is not, not here anymore. Uh, unfortunate circumstances. And then, but then like it, it laid the way for the podcast It laid the way for, you know, some other digital material that I'm, that I'm putting out. And then, you know, and then it keeps going from there and, and just not being afraid to say yes. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned, you know, just like if you can say yes to it, say yes to it. Like if it, if it even kind of works, like just say yes. Like that's my advice to people. You know love plays out. I love it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Every I mean, yeah. I have no idea what's gonna happen. New seasons For come. Sure, Crazy. <laughs> well, you know. else, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, think like when we were in you know high school, middle school, we didn't really have smartphones like they like kids do now. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah the availability to just loads of information right and wrong right so i mean just information <laughs> everywhere yeah Think about dude yeah impact the future and in just in industries and corporations like maybe not like next year or or next couple of years but like 10 years, <laughs> out, 10 years out that's crazy that's crazy yeah, it's nice yeah man it's true dude it's true well yeah. dude yeah, man. I appreciate you taking the time, bro. Uh, it's good to, it's good to catch up, man. What, Hey, um, so you're, so you're, you're down in, you're down in Texas. What part of Texas? San Antonio. San Antonio, bro. We went to a uh, Honda, Honda debuted the Ridgeline, the new, uh, I was like a 2018 or 2017, the new Ridgeline, the new body style of the Ridgeline. And uh, we went down to San Antonio because that's where they were doing the whole thing. And they took two uh, people from each dealership on the West Coast 
Um, and I mean, I know Utah's a little ways from the coast, but like on the west. And we went down to San Antonio. We stayed on the Riverwalk. We stayed at the Riverwalk Marriott. Nice. At a big conference there, bro. Beautiful. The Riverwalk is beautiful. But I've heard a couple things. So put some miss miss away for me. Is that uh, is that kind of a sketchy part of town? Uh, not the main part of the Riverwalk. Okay. How long ago did you you said 2018? Dude, yeah, probably 17, 18, yeah. something like that. The main part, not so much, but like if you follow it down a ways, right, where like the shops kind of, <laughs> the, the shops and the restaurant, the bars kind of stop and you keep going and there's like, nothing. yeah, it could get a little sketch. Um, but I mean, not in like the main Yeah, well, part. we were right. Was, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah totally- well, we were like, we were like hotels everywhere, restaurants, oh, all, yeah. all over, like some boat tours or something. The Alamo? Um, the Alamo? No, dude, we didn't. We were only there. So we were literally there for... Uh, I want to say like maybe one or two nights or like three days. It was a quick trip. It was a really quick trip. And like we were in, in meetings all day. So, you know, it was like around 630 at night, they would cut everybody loose. Um, Cause we were learning all the specs and all the pricing and all the technical stuff for the, for the car. And yeah. uh, so we'd get out of there like 630 and then we just head down to the river walk and, you know, grab something to eat you know, check something out. But, uh, but I remember San Antonio, dude, I was like, whoo, that's the beautiful part of town, dude, that we were in. It was great. No, it's pretty awesome. It's a great place for sure. A lot of opportunity here, a lot of real estates, a lot of people are moving dude. here in California yeah. and New York. It's nuts. It's yeah. Absolute- well, everybody's, everybody's kind of fleeing California. I mean, that's, I think if you live in the other, you know, 48 states besides California, you really hate Californians. Like we're getting a lot of, we have a lot of people from California here in Utah, dude. It's like free. I've been hearing that too. I have a lot of uh, good realtor buddies up there and they're saying the same thing. It's nuts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's rid- dude, they've got signs. They've got billboard signs on the highway that say, if you want to make an easy, do they're like, they're like mocking Californians. They're like, want to uh, no. make an easy 100K? Sell your house to a Californian. Like, cause they'll pay it. Like, they'll open it. I say that they have, yeah, dude, it's, it's bananas. They're like one of, yeah, they're, they're, they're like taunting Californians, bro. Dang. They're like, they're- we, Hey, if you want to stay here, you'll overpay a hundred thousand dollars for the house. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude. All right. Yeah. Hey. And then they'll yeah, outbid the other home buyers and just mess up the, the markets. Hey, we yeah, love them. Dude. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, dude, if you're selling it and you're the Asian on it, you're making money off of them, bro, sell the Californian all day, especially if you're going to overpay 100 G's for it. Heck I mean, yeah. that's an extra, what? what is that, an extra six grand on top Some of whatever crap. else? Dude, get out of here, bro. Crazy. <laughs> Dang, man. All right, dude. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on, bro. This was fun to catch up, man. We'll you guys do it again sometime. Yes, sir. Likewise. Good to see you. Good to see you too.